Good morning. I'm Emily Reese. I've got Stephen Roof here. Stephen is a professor and director of arts entrepreneurship at the Minneapolis College of Art and Design. And normally we would talk about uh, things along those lines. But Stephen, today we're going to talk about the loss of a dear friend of yours and the entire jazz world, Peter Shimke. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me, Emily. Uh, It's uh, yeah, it's a big loss to uh, have uh, Peter pass on, but he has made significant contributions both here locally and uh, nationally, internationally Mm -hmm. as a musician. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Uh, So let's hear about your friend. Well, yeah, you know, it's it. Peter is an amazing, creative, funny guy. He had a great biting wit, a very quick wit, um, and also just a virtuosic, most people know him as a piano player. Mm-hmm. Uh, growing up, I, I uh, became friends with him in uh, maybe junior high school in the 70s. And going over to his house, he would have, uh, there was a grand piano mm-hmm. in the living room as well as a trap drum set nice. because his dad was a drummer. Okay. And so it was really um, kind of exciting to go over there. And, you know, a lot of his siblings were involved and Peter was as well with the Children's Theater Company, mm-hmm. a very vibrant, creative time for that institution. Mm-hmm. And uh, many of them were performers. And so Peter, you know, has that history of being a performer at that time. But I always knew Peter musically as a drummer. Oh, interesting. I mean, as we were, we were, you know, he was part of our young creative community. I, at that time, was a dancer and choreographer, and my uh, compatriots at that time, we had our cohort of creative uh, energy, yeah, and yeah. we were dancers and musicians and choreographers and painters and photographers and writers, and we were all sort of coalesced together and supporting each other. And, and Peter was in a band called the New Psychonauts mm-hmm. at the time. It was sort of a, a, a second-tier pop band of the time. I'm a little uh, avant-garde in its in its structure and in its way of working, and mm-hmm. uh, they uh, broke a lot of boundaries in pop and rock at that time. Really, really um, had a lot of uh, time signature shifts and things like that throughout. Right. So you could see the roots of Peter as a drummer in that band, but you could see the roots of tempo change and sort of mm-hmm. breaking traditions and boundaries, which then later fit really nicely into jazz. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, so uh, you ended up knowing each other in New York as well. Right, yeah. Peter and I, um, you know, serendipitously, we were roommates here in the Twin Cities, and we both, you know, decided to move in, in, into New York City and try to, you know, make it as young creatives there. And it, mm-hmm. it was a struggle, but we hung on to each other and uh, other other um, uh, friends of ours. You know, we built our community. <clears throat> Peter was doing a lot of work at the legendary Dean Street Cafe at that time. He was playing weekly gigs and a lot of pickup gigs there too as he nice. started to develop his musical chops uh, and, with piano. And then he went on to study with Manfredo Fest. He studied with Jim McNeely, Harold Mayburn. He was uh, really into, you know, the whole like Wayne Shorter, Miles Davis era, Keith Jarrett, and a huge Herbie Hancock fan. Isn't that funny? Well, yeah. Herbie, you know, has a lot of connections here in the Twin Cities between yeah. Eric Camus Gravatt yep. and uh, yeah. Carrie Thomas. I mean, they, they all have affiliations with him. And mm-hmm. yes, Peter was a huge fan of, of Herbie's and one time even had the opportunity to see Herbie out at the at the zoo, the Minnesota nice. Zoo, and right. somehow worked his way backstage and actually met Herbie. And, nice. Uh, that, I, that story was told to me recently by a good friend of Peter's, uh, Bill Wilson. So mm-hmm. uh, really fun to start to hear and collect these stories about Peter and his life. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Uh, talk to me a little bit about uh, some of the other work he did. It, it's uh, He had his own trio. He pioneered the Jazz at the Lexington series. He played there weekly for a while. 
Uh, he also uh, was a founding member of How Birds Work. Yeah, Peter, you know, he's, he, again, he, I think he was most at peace and found greatest joy. He was most grounded when he was playing music. Mm-hmm. And uh, people loved that about him. And he, he could really sort of, had a very uh, high IQ when it came to seeing, hearing, feeling, sensing music. Mm-hmm. And people knew that and wanted him to be a part of their projects. Sure. Uh, one of his longstanding projects was working with uh, Irv Williams, as you might remember. He would do these happy hour gigs down at the Dakota. A lot of people yeah. participated or, or you know, came to watch those gigs. Mm-hmm. And um, Peter's melodic style uh, was a nice fit for Irv's style. And oh, they, yeah. they really worked well together for many years. And it was funny, uh, again, Bill Wilson shared a story with me where, when he was down uh, watching Peter at the Dakota and he saw every time that he went, who was there sitting in the seat watching with, with rapt attention was Willie Murphy, blues legend Willie Murphy oh, was wa- always yeah. watching Love Peter it. and Irv. And so they had a beautiful recording uh, that they did together, Irv and uh, Peter, and that was called Duo. And that uh, was a, a, a really um, powerful a uh, disc so of uh, collaboration between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's hear a little now, if we could. Here's a track called I Can't Get Started. We're going to talk with Stephen Roof more about Peter Shimke and uh, the loss here in the jazz community. Irv Williams playing with Peter Shimke here on Jazz 88. <laughs> the sounds of uh, Irv Williams and uh, Peter Shimke, uh, two musicians that we've lost here in the uh, Metro in the last several months, Peter, earlier this week. And I'm joined by Stephen Roof, who was a childhood friend of Peter's. We'll talk more with Stephen in just a moment, and we'll hear more of Peter's piano playing shortly on Jazz 88. Today's forecast... Partly cloudy, highs will be in the mid-20s. Right now, it's cloudy and 15 at 8.30. Here's Bob Urich, First Alert Traffic. We're looking at St. Louis Park now on 394, the eastbound side. You're seeing the backups and slowdowns begin at 169. They continue kind of on and off until you get to downtown Minneapolis. Had a vehicle blocking the shoulder northbound 169 at County Road 21 in Shakopee. And that vehicle was part of a crash. They've cleared that entire crash off the system now. This was located right before you get to the Bloomington Ferry Bridge, and they've cleared that away now. All lanes and all the shoulders there are open. Also had a stalled vehicle. They're still working on this one southbound 494 at I-94. The right shoulder is blocked there by a a vehicle on the shoulder, but the lanes there are open, and traffic is moving uh, fairly well. Plan ahead with 511 on the phone with the app or at 511mn.org. And then when you're on the road, rely on Jazz 88 traffic. We're live from MnDOT's RTMC. Thanks so much, Bob. We'll uh, hear more traffic from you in about 10 minutes on Jazz 88. Good morning. Emily Reese here. And I'm joined by Stephen Roof, who is a professor at MCAD, Minneapolis College of Art and Design. But uh, today we're not talking about uh, what we normally talk about. We're talking today about pianist Peter Shimke, who uh, uh, passed away earlier this week. And uh, Stephen asked if he could just pay tribute to Peter, and I was grateful for the request. So uh, welcome. 
Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, Peter was a, a, a stellar uh, a piano player and mm-hmm. really well regarded. Uh, again, I think that the 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 vibrations that musicians have, I think the way that they can communicate emotions, they can communicate needs and desires and wants of of us, uh, like all creatives, mm-hmm. is is really at this almost higher level. They can uh, have a call to action. There's a lot of ways that creativity can express itself. And Mm -hmm. I always enjoy the wit of humor and humor of musicians because of that uh, unique way in which they see the world through Mm -hmm. music and and, uh, the the, uh, melodies of of everyday life. Mm -hmm. But Peter, yeah, he was, uh, you know, people may have seen him over at the Artist Quarter as a mainstay there for many, many years. Mm -hmm. Uh, Of course, uh, various bands around town, and he died suddenly on uh, Monday. Um, Just I want to mention that uh, there'll be a a tribute performance to Peter uh, at the Dakota Jazz Club on Sunday, March 22nd. We'll have more of that information coming up. But it's a 5.30 gathering and a 7 o'clock showtime. And you can always go to dakotacooks.com for more info. They'll be Mm -hmm. posting that as it becomes clear about who's going to be there and such. So in preparation for this, um, you know, coming into the the station today, I did reach out to a couple of uh, colleagues of Mm -hmm. of Peter's uh, Musicians that have played with him often, and uh, bassist and Anthony Cox uh, sent me a note just recognizing that there has been such an enormous outpouring of support for Peter, um, and 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 really some grief, but a lot of joy about the the work that he did and the time that they people have spent with him, mm-hmm. uh, and. Um, uh, you know, Anthony says that all of us in the music brother and sisterhood miss him and know that at least now his pain has left him and he is at peace. Mm. You also uh, heard from Steve Kenny, who has a lovely story. I did, yeah. Um, Steve Kenny, you know, trumpeter and composer. Yes, and a, and a big fan of uh, KBM and is often heard mm-hmm. on the air, yeah, airwaves we, here. Yeah, we play a lot of Steve and his yeah. group. Yeah. Well, I'm going to read something that Steve uh, uh, shared with me. It's uh, it's a bit long, but it's a it's a tribute to Peter Shimke. Yes. Uh, Steve writes, I will always remain grateful for Peter Shimke because when I first reemerged from a decade-long darkness due to chemical dependency, Peter was willing to collaborate with me even before I had my chops all the way back. One time at the Artist Quarter... What Would Monk Do was the band that they were in with Peter, Billy Preston, Billy, Kenny, Peterson, uh, sorry, yeah. Billy Peterson, Kenny Horst, and Steve Kenny. Uh, they were scheduled to play on a Thursday night. And what was funny is that it was a standing room crowd and mm. no piano player. And it's a, <laughs> it's a band called What Would Monk Do? Yeah. No Peter. Yeah, because he was sick. Well, yeah. that's what they were told is he was sick <laughs> and he may have been. Yeah, yeah. And so they start the song and uh, Steve wasn't sure enough of himself as a performer at that point that he was able to pull off this whole tribute to Monk without, without the, pianist, the fourth yeah. player in the quartet, a pianist for a Monk tribute. And they started to... Um, they took the stage and they started off with a rousing version of I Mean You and I played the heat. Steve says, I played the first solo feeling the emptiness of missing the piano. He was very concerned that this one solo, our one first song was going to be a flash in the pan on a long evening of falling short of audience expectations. Mm. When he finished, when I finished my solo, Steve writes, the tune was about to transition to the bass solo when out of nowhere I heard a piano sounding triumphant. 
I turned and Peter Shimke was there after all, completely slumped over the piano like a Peanuts character, (laughs) and he never looked up for the rest of the tune, brilliantly slumped over in a dramatic way, including a death-defying, exciting piano solo, quoting Monk and pure Shimke. It was an amazing stagecraft. Peter had the ability to be a real showman. The audience went crazy because of the roller coaster of being disappointed that he wasn't going to be there and surprised and delighted by his appearance and performance. Steve continues, I will never forget that gig in retrospect. I suppose the illness he had suffered from that night of that gig was the same illness that may have taken him from us. Rest in peace, my musical brother, Steve Kinney. Paying tribute here today to... Pianist Peter Shimke. Paying tribute today to Peter Shimke, pianist who uh, passed away earlier this week. And I'm joined here by Stephen Roof. And Stephen, just a couple uh, minutes left before we have to say goodbye, but it's been, I'm so grateful that you came in to talk about Peter today. Well, thanks for having me. I mean, Peter is, uh, has had a big impact. You can hear, you can, you know, Google search him and you'll find his, uh, his, uh, stylings all over uh, yeah. the internet on so many different artists uh, mm-hmm. works mm-hmm. Uh, both as a featured musician as well as on um, uh, you know support in a support role as a studio musician yeah. uh, composer as well I mm-hmm. uh, had a had a lovely um, a way with with uh, writing and song styling um, you know bridged that that lyricism with sort of a, a, a sort of a, a very percussive uh, jazz approach he really was able to work in both of those worlds mm. uh, tribute performance for Peter Shimke will be at Dakota on Sunday, the 22nd of March. Uh, the show's at 7, gathering about an hour and a half ahead of that. Uh, check out dakotacooks.com to learn more about that tribute show. Again, the, the tribute for Peter Shimke will be at Dakota on Sunday, the 22nd. Uh, Stephen, anything else you'd like to say before we got to go? No, just rest in peace, dear brother, and uh, keep playing that music, you know, in tribute to Peter or just to bring that positive energy forward. We really love all our musicians in this community. It's a very vibrant and active community, and we appreciate what you do. Thank you so much, Stephen.